organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker and Mike Young. Hi, Mike. Hi. You want updates? We've got updates for you. We were talking earlier in the week about this uh, herd immunity fest in Wisconsin set for just like three weeks from now. I think the dates are July 16th through the 18th. Well, things are already a little rocky. Let's just say that for herd immunity fest, which going forward, not called herd immunity fest for starters. Yeah, changes were made after one of their bands, Nonpoint, dropped out over the name of the festival. They originally signed up, and then they saw the name, and they said, you know, this really isn't for us. What a world we live in, 2020, when a man named Spider One, (laughs) Spider One, is the one who comes in with the most sane words we've seen. Yeah. And said... It's a Spider One from the band Power Man Five Thousand. Sure. That's Rob Zombie's brother, FYI. Okay. Um, Quoting Spider One. Yeah, to put this all in perspective. Sure. Uh, he said, A bunch of bands I consider peers and some friends are partaking in a show called Herd Immunity Fest, which by that title is basically saying to their fans, Come see us and we hope you get sick. What the actual F? <laughs> Again, the voice of reason, Spider One in twenty twenty. Yeah. 2020. And Nonpoint replied, hey, brother, Nonpoint is not playing because of the way the festival is named. We have dropped off. So organizers of the fest have deleted their initial announcements and have said that the event is no longer called Herd Immunity Fest, which, come on, I mean, it's not great branding, but it did have a sense of humor. The statement says, for the record, the venue's land can accommodate up to 10,000 people. This is an outdoor event for three days. They put the outdoor event in all caps, so they yelled that. We're only selling 20% of that, so anyone has the choice ability to social distance the festival is also not called herd immunity and the name no longer tied to any of our social media or promotion little uh, defensive if you ask me well this is one of those things we talked about when we announced it bad idea written all over it yeah you're asking for trouble and i totally understand hey 20 percent of 10,000 that's 2,000 people in mm-hmm. a big space that seems fine on paper mm-hmm. but unless you're putting chairs out in the field and socially distancing people that way, you got to stay in your chair, and the chairs are be, to be left where they are, mm-hmm. and watch the show that way. It's never going to work because at a concert, standing room only, people just will move forward, yeah. and they'll conglomerate together. You can't stop that. So, good luck, whatever this festival is now called. <laughs> what are the odds? Before we leave this story, does this festival still happen? Three weeks away, 16th to the 18th of July, or do we have to read a follow-up story in a week or two weeks' time that says this ain't happening? Well, this time last year, we were uh, talking about, what was it, uh, Woodstock 50. Like you think every... Michael Larson is behind this? <laughs> Maybe. It seemed like every third day there was another bullet in that one, and uh, then eventually it was uh, it was off, and I, I can't recall. I think, do you remember what our guesses were on that one right out of the gate, whether it was going to go? I mean, when it was first announced, we thought, yeah, definitely going to yeah. go. But then as the land permit issue became a thing. Okay, let's call that the first issue. That and was, I knew it wasn't going to happen. That was, yeah. Being the eternal optimist, I think I thought, well, you know, maybe they'll do it. But you right out of, the, out of the gate said, nope, and you were correct. If you don't have a venue, you, you don't have a show. Yeah, I'm no promoter, but I understand that that is a very key aspect of it. Okay, another update for you. Master of Puppets. Master! Title track of Metallica's 1986 album named the band's greatest song ever. Now, we talked about this a couple of months ago. They had a bracket set up, like a March Madness bracket. So they put uh, 32 pairs of songs, 64 in total, and they battled them against each other. Fans could go on each day and vote for who they wanted to have as the winner. The bracket uh, 
songs were selected based on highest Spotify plays, and then they multiplied them by how many times those tracks were played live. And on the way to becoming the champion, Master of Puppets defeated Dyer's Eve, Atlas Rise, Ride the Lightning, Sad But True, and Fade to Black, eventually defeating one in the finals to be crowned the greatest Metallica song of all time. And how fitting it is... Because that's the album, Master of Puppets, that was inducted into the Library of Congress National Recording Registry in mm. 2016. The first metal album ever put into the Library of Congress. So they got it right there. Metallica fans agree. Master of Puppets. Chris Slade was on board with ACDC as their drummer for a while. And uh, somebody talked to him in an interview and he was recalling his shock at the sudden departure of Brian Johnson during that 2016 tour. And he said the arrival of Axl Rose as a replacement was an equal surprise. Now, at this point, I have to point out that Brian Johnson left, as we heard, because he had ear problems. And I think it's always going to be a feather in Winnipeg's cap and Manitoba's cap that his ear problems were exacerbated at the very least if they didn't start uh, by that show here in Winnipeg, which was cold and wet. And uh, he got an ear infection. And that was uh, part of this story. But it, you know what? I think Winnipeg gets shortchanged. I feel it should be mentioned every time we talk about this. So I do it. I'm appreciating that you loop yeah. Winnipeg in. We appreciate a good Winnipeg reference. Good. Okay. He told Sonic Perspective, that's who he did the interview with, that he thought Brian was doing the best he possibly could. He said, I could hear him so well because I was using in-ear monitors. He didn't sound anything like he thought he sounded, but he felt really bad. He couldn't do what he considered his best, and I was shocked when he was no longer around. I mean, bands have released documentaries about tours they've done. Maybe mm -hmm. one particular show chronicled it and released it on Blu-ray or whatever it happens yeah. to be. I almost wish that maybe they did, had cameras rolling for this whole tour because... By the time this tour started and finished, what that band was, mm -hmm. you know, the Phil Rudd replaced by Chris Slade, yeah. Axl Rose jumping in for Brian Johnson. Yeah, it's quite a story. Cliff Williams retiring. Mm -hmm. And, of course, before the tour started, Malcolm Young had retired. Yeah. So Angus was the only original member left in the band by mm -hmm. the time that tour ended. Yeah. And uh, that's crazy considering all the touring, all the live shows ACDC has done in the past, but... Chris Slade was also asked about the shock of Axl Rose coming into the band. Yeah, and he said, I was like, what? Because I heard all the stories. It turns out he was the nicest guy. And when he started singing, I didn't realize that he had that voice. I don't know where. I guess Slade hadn't been paying attention. I guess uh, maybe just still had that voice. Maybe, yeah. Because this was also right around the time that uh, Guns N' Roses was getting back up and running as well. It was yes. all sort of concurrent to each other. So, okay, we'll give Slade that. He said he was phenomenal and could cover all of the eras. He said he was never late or anything. Of course, he was famous for that back in the uh, early uh, GNR days, or at least uh, their early superstardom days around uh, 1990 or so. As ACDC goes by the second, not the minute when they start the show. Apparently a tightly run ship. Only once did they not start a show on time in 45 years, and I happened to be in the band. It was due to an issue with Angus's guitar not being set up properly. As far as they were concerned, they've never been late on stage, and uh, he was impressed that Axl Rose was so punctual. I love punctuality. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it to the point where you're Van Morrison, and you put a little clock on your piano, yeah. and you play for 90 minutes exactly. That's and not fan I'm out of here. No, I mean... I get it, you have a tightly worked show and you know yeah. how long this thing's going to take, but yeah. let's leave a little room for improvisation and sure. you know go with the flow sort of thing. But I hate when a band takes forever to come on stage mm -hmm. and that every time a song ends from the PA, you just have this feeling like, okay, that was definitely the last yeah, for, song. Gotta be, yeah. And, or the, or the, you're in the Bell MTS place and they have the power ring yeah. going around <laughs> and they get to an image that's darker. Yeah. So it darkens the arena <laughs> slightly as the image comes up and everyone's like, yeah. 
and then and, they see uh, the next image come up, and oh, yeah. that's not the band coming on at all. Yeah, that era of ACDC would be fantastic to see in a documentary, but as you and I know, Angus, and of course it used to be Malcolm as well, that run the band, very, very tight-lipped about inner workings of the band. There have been other documentaries, but never specifically focused on things like personnel and things like that, because that kind of stuff they've always been tight-lipped about. Shannon Hoon actually passed away lead singer Blind Melon, Mm -hmm. documentary coming out about him later this year. It's taken from his own handheld camera that he carried around with him in the early days of Blind Melon. He documented, I think, over a year of his own life with his own personal camera, doing interviews with himself and just... They've cobbled together this documentary with that footage, and I'm like, that's so cool because it was in the moment of this band becoming a thing. Very cool. Uh, Chris Slate also mentioned in this article that... uh, the rumors about the ACDC upcoming album, which, of course, would have Brian Johnson returning to the band, Phil Rudd, um, Angus Young, and Cliff Williams. He said that this is not going to be out this year. He said it won't be 2020. So those ideas of ACDC may be releasing an album this year. He well, says no, Ben. Great that he confirmed something that we all suspected because they're not going to release something and not tour, and they can't tour. So thanks a lot, Slade. Uh, Finally, uh, without tours, of course, to promote new albums in 2020, bands are continuously and impressively coming up with a whole bunch of different ways to sell their music and promote their music. Lamb of God gets the nod today on our way out the door. This is cool. Yeah, and uh, they've released a new album. It came out on June the 19th. It's self-titled. Metallica's Kirk Hammett was recently praising it online. So they've filmed five music videos for songs from the record, and each of these videos has a hidden message in it. And if you discover what the messages are, um, you can unlock things like unreleased content, contests, coupons for the band's merch. Um, In fact, one of the contests has uh, someone winning a signed photo by frontman Randy Blythe. Uh, The photo is uh, the art that was featured inside the album. So a cool piece for someone who's able to you know, unravel these Easter eggs that are inside the video and figure out what they mean. Cool. Good for them. It's tough to be interested in a music video today, you know, unless someone's doing something really cool with it. Yeah. I mean, the last music video that got people really excited, I think, was OK Go and the Treadmills. Remember that? Yeah, maybe. You know, like... I'll so tell you I, what, I haven't been excited about a music video since Good Rockin' Tonight. I haven't watched them in decades. That was probably when you were about three. You didn't watch Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai? No, I, I mean, somehow... that one swept the nation. I understand that. Missed it. George Harrison got my mind set on you. No. The chair moved on its own. You know, we've talked about this. I couldn't because Jeff Lynn production. Couldn't do you it. You got no soul. Don't you open have no that heart, can- no soul. Don't open that can of worms. That is the Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.